0: So is there such a thing as good when you are going through grief? We know that death is a part of life. You understand that when you see others go through it. But when it affects your life, then you feel it in ways you never could have imagined. The grief process itself is unexpectedly hard and can change your identity, make you question your reality and shake your faith. Today we're talking about you and the future. This is when you can look back and see the pieces of the puzzle that were once just strewn in every direction begin to come together to show you a different and bigger picture of your life. This is important for you now because it's the future picture. This is to help you have confidence that God will redeem this incredible pain for something you might never have imagined. Hey friend. Welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by Choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and He turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, There's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the porch. I think we're going to sit on the porch today. Coffee, tea, whatever you want to drink, and we'll just chill. This episode is part one in a series of two, and it's a glimpse into your future. It's important because I want you to know that, first of all, you do have a future and that it will be good. And I'm going to share specific examples of the changes you may see. God, please let the seed of what is to be said get planted on the inside of every person listening. For when they are dealing with those days that the emotions feel overwhelming. Okay, before I forget, because it's happened several times now. (laughs) The song of the week is by Danny Gokey again. I shared a little bit about his life and how he honored his wife after her death by going on American Idol. The song this week is much more upbeat, and I chose it because this, too, is a glimpse into your future. Now, if you're not ready for upbeat right now, and it make you irritated, <laughs> I get it, and that's perfectly fine. I've included an alternative song by Micah Tyler, which might be a better fit for you this week. Our verse for the week is, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Psalm 16, 8. I'm going to share a quote that I stole from, from one of the founding pastors at my church last week. And I'm going to share it because it's the perfect way to talk about the good in grief. Here's the quote. We experience life as we're living it forward. We understand it as we're looking back. Right now, you are not expected to understand what the heck is going on within you or in God's plan. There are answers we will never have on this side of heaven. However, as time goes on and you are healing from the raw pain of grief, you look back and things that catch you up at night begin to be quieted, the parts or the timing of what happened to your loved one begin to gain some clarity and you thank God more than you question Him. This week I'm going to share the five good things you will see grow in your life because of what you're going through now and next week we'll review them and how God will use them in your life to fulfill your purpose or your calling. The five good things are priorities, perspective, pettiness, purpose, and appreciation. Priorities. As I look back, I see that one of my priorities in life before Monica died was to lose weight. (laughs) Y'all, I grew up a white girl, which means thin meant success. To me, that success meant belonging, being good enough and being valued My life to that point had been ruled by the scale and my, what I thought was a lack of willpower to remain a steady weight over long periods of time. It made me feel less or more of a good person depending on what the scale said. I can literally tell you how much I weighed on many important occasions in my life. And I'm going to bring Trish into this conversation too because it's a great example of how much it ruled my life. She also battled weight the same as Monica and I did. So one time I was running into the drugstore to get a few things and I caught a glimpse of Trish down one of the aisles. I hadn't seen her in a while. And obviously she had lost weight while I had gained mine back. Pure panic. I put the stuff back on the shelf and I walked right out because I didn't want her, who was a friend, to see that I had gained weight or, in my eyes, that I had failed again in an effort to fight monica's cancer we both went completely plant-based with vegetable juice and no drunk at all i lost around 100 pounds and i became healthy for the first time the picture of success in my mind had finally been achieved but when monica became sick the idea of that being success evaporated quickly my priorities were on her living and keeping her comfortable when I realized she wouldn't. My priorities after Monica died stopped focusing on my size for the first time ever. I truly didn't care what the scale said because I had experienced something so much bigger. I didn't define my success or failure because those terms took on a different meaning. So as you walk out the hardest parts of grief, you will recognize what is important truly important and you won't waste your time or energy on what is not. Number two, perspective. Before Monica died my perspective was steeped in the world around me. Daily life ruled my actions. I set goals and I worked to achieve them. I set the next goal and worked to achieve it. I viewed and labeled people quickly. Now we always helped others and though the heart behind helping was genuine, I always attached expectations of reciprocation. After Monica died, I struggled to make it through the day. Goals were not large anymore. They were to get out of bed and take a shower. God softened my heart towards others, and I stopped judging others and began helping with no expectations. I saw people in the hospital who were also just trying to get through the day. And I no longer saw them as weak. Along that same vein, I no longer saw myself as weak when I wasn't perfect. Zig Ziglar said, Duty makes us do things well, but love makes us do them beautifully. During grief, you look to God probably more consistently than you did when life was going well. Because of this, your perspective is higher, and when it's higher, You'll have a little more grace or patience or understanding with others who aren't perfect or who get on your nerves. You can't see it just yet, but the time you are spending with God right now is a beautiful gift. It's helping build your foundation for the future. Number three, pettiness. Or it should be a lack of pettiness. What people think doesn't mean a hill of beans. The sooner in life you get a hold of that, the better off you're going to be. I tried to please others, and I probably still do to a degree, but that will keep you twisted up and tired. After Monica's death and in my grief, I had no energy to please anyone, and I was able to focus on pleasing the only one I should be concerned with, God. Also, no patience to deal with drama. You've seen what is important in life because you've just lost who is important in your life. Arguing over who said what to whom and making fun of what someone is wearing or how their hair looks becomes laughable. The office politics becomes angering. And this change, it speaks to integrity, which is built and revealed when you go through the hardest times in your life. So for you... God is going to strip away the energy-wasting superficial relationships in your life because when you go through grief, you outgrow them and you have more focus on what is important. Number four, his purpose versus your plans. My plans and purpose was wrapped up in our small business venture, then in our health quest, and finally in helping Monica pursue her dream of singing in churches and producing a music CD. The first few had been achieved as we were building her music ministry. Everything was going so well until it wasn't. The role I played in our business, in the health quest, and then in her ministry was safe and comfortable for me. I was the the behind-the-scenes detail person, and I was good at it. However, down deep, I knew there was more I was supposed to do. When Monica got sick, my purpose was in taking care of her after she died, the picture became clearer on the what, but I didn't know the how. Now the idea of grief support would have never been on my list, but God. God will call you to things you never saw coming, but once they are here, you're gonna look at it and say, yep, that's exactly what I was supposed to do. It's those pieces of the puzzle coming together to form a picture You never could have drawn yourself. And lastly, number five, appreciation. Zig Ziglar said, the more you are grateful for what you have, the more you will have to be grateful for. Grief brings with it an appreciation for seeing what you have instead of focusing on what you don't. You know that there are many others who have it worse than you. We all know this is a fact, but you must grow your gratitude to feel it when life circumstances become hard or unbearable. In our Facebook group, I add a Bpod or the best part of the day post every week for us to be aware of and grow our gratitude. See, Monica was dying with cancer. She became physically unable to move. She was constantly short of breath to the point of being on oxygen. She had pain that only became worse, and yet every evening she would say, We had a great day, didn't we? Then she would ask me to write down one or two things that happened that day that she called the best part of the day. And she would include things as small as a new kind of bird visiting her. See, when you work your gratitude muscle, it's going to grow. And eventually it'll be an important part of your life. It's so much easier to be grateful when things are going well. So we tend to take things for granted. But because you have been through what you have gone through, or are still going through, your gratitude and what God has given you will grow. Then in the moments you want to complain or bicker with someone, that reminder of what you have now is going to shut your mouth. And though you may not love it in the moment, you'll shake your head with acknowledgement of what God has given you. I didn't mean that harshly with shut your mouth. But it has shut my mouth many times and it's pretty powerful. See, grief is an incredible priority setter, a perspective changer and a purpose builder. These may feel meaningless to you right now because you are hurting and you are walking through so much pain, but that's to be expected. Next week, we're going to talk about why these good things in grief, the priorities, the perspective, the lack of pettiness, increased purpose and appreciation are foundational to building a new life to fulfill your purpose or calling. You are gonna be amazed at what God will do if only you will allow Him. Our journey works for this week, or your journey works for this week, it's kind of a listen and do thing. So listen to these verses I'm gonna read and then think about this being your morning battle cry. And if you don't have a routine established, just use these verses to begin your day. Psalm 18:18. They confronted me in the day of calamity, but the Lord was my support. Psalm 5.3 My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and I will look up. Psalm 143.8 Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Psalm 16.8 I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Y'all come join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women Facebook community. Yes, it's literally called the Grief Group for Christian Women. (laughs) Join a place where other Christian women come together who understand the pain of grief and support each other through daily life. If you don't have a home church, visit mychurchopendoor.com. Links to both the Facebook group and Open Door Church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and keep coming back to the house, keep visiting on the porch, and keep taking steps, however small, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, Please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.